Welcome, those of you that like sports. This is What's Up Doc, episode 25. And we got an episode for you because we're going to rank the AFC and NFC East. Uh, you know, we did, we've gone through all the divisions, and now I believe we get to the best division in the AFC and the best division in the NFC uh, with the most good, good teams in them. Uh, and so, yeah, how are you guys feeling after last week? First of Damn. all, that that statement. Oh, you know. Oh. Oh. Dan, are you not going to respond to that? You can't tell me. You cannot tell me there's a better division than the AFC East and the AFC and the and the NFC East and the NFC. Okay, listen, listen, he's trying to get a reaction out of us, John Mike, and I I choose not to. Okay? Oh, I, it's I just know the truth. That they, no, it's not. Are you all kidding of, me? Top to the, bottom, there's not a division better than the AFC East and the AFC. Tell me, tell me four teams better in their division. The AFC North is better than the AFC East. No, that is false. The the top three are better than the bottom two of the of the North. The Steelers and the Browns are the worst two teams in that division, and the Jets, Dolphins, and Bills all right, are all you know better what? than them. This is this is pointless. Let's let's get to let's talk about the the East and the NFC and the AFC. We're not going to get any. We're not even going to do an intro. Okay. We understand that you don't think that there's any weight behind a good preseason because obviously good preseason doesn't matter you'd rather your team look terrible and you think that there's so much hope and it's fine the north definitely isn't as good as the east so let's talk about it okay (laughs) okay all right we'll just go into it then i guess if there's nothing we want to say at the start all right well we're here we are talking afc and nfc east uh for fun parts we're gonna start with the nfc uh, and so who wants to go first? John Mike? Yeah, I mean, I'll start. Listen, one of the best okay. rosters in the whole NFL is the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, what we need to understand Agreed. is that their uh, their schedule last year wasn't great. They really didn't play many good quarterbacks. And so do I see them going 15-2 and two again? No. But... I do think that they're the best team in their division. And so I'm taking them to win the NFC East. Um, I I think that they could win maybe 12 or 13 games. I don't think that they'll be as dominant as they were last year. Um, but we'll see. Second, oh, so this is where it gets tricky for me because I – thought that I was going to put the Cowboys in this spot, but now that Mike McCarthy has taken over play calling, they they got rid of Zeke, who was a little bit of a culture guy. Amari Cooper left a couple years ago. I don't know. I just, Dalton Schultz left. I, I don't love uh, the skill players for them as much. I don't love that Mike McCarthy is now the one calling the plays. And so I'm taking a little bit of a step back on the Cowboys. I think they could compete for second in this division, but I know that you both probably have them second in the division, and so I don't want to put them second in the division. So I think I'm going to put the New York Giants as getting second in this division, which is weird because in all... Early in August, I thought the Giants were going to be horrible, but they've had a good too much time with Isaac. Yeah, maybe I have. I I 
they've looked good this preseason. They do have weapons. Barkley is playing on another contract year, so he is really incentivized to play well. Like if he continues to play well, he's going to continue to get decent contracts. So, you know, he's going to come in every week ready to run people over. They've got Darren Waller, who I've heard looks fantastic in camp. They have uh, bulked up the defense a little bit. And then I really like Brian Dayball as a coach, and he's going into year two. And so, yeah, I think that the Giants are going to get second in this division. And I'll take the Cowboys then as third, uh, and then followed by uh, the Washington Commanders, who I don't think is going to be as bad as what everybody might give them credit for. Again, I've heard Sam Howell looks okay in camp. We'll see how he does. But really, the NFC is really weak. So I think even the commanders could compete, uh, even down to the last couple weeks of the year, vying for uh, maybe a playoff spot or um, trying to get you know third or second in their division. I think that, again, aside from the Eagles, these teams will be closer than what people give them credit for. So... That's my rankings. I'll have the Eagles, the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Commanders. Okay. Okay. I like it. Dan, what do you got? I I agree with the top spot, obviously. I think anyone would be absolutely bananas. Sorry, Isaac, for not putting the Eagles in the first spot in the East. I mean, much like the Chiefs. You know, the year they had, I agree with John Mike. I mean, scheduling is going to be different this year. They're going to play a lot more um, good teams. So it'll be interesting to see how they hold up. It'll also be interesting to see how defenses adjust to another year of tape on Jalen Hurts. Um, But, man, the weapons that they have, I really don't know if they're going to slow down. Um, So for those reasons, I have them in first. I'm taking an absolute flyer on the Washington Commanders. No, I have okay. them. I have them second. I had them Sorry, second. Nick. Dang it! <laughs> um, you can take the Cowboys, but I um, okay. Look, I I don't know, man. As a Pirates fan, I don't know how many times I have to bring up how terrible Bob Nutting is as an owner, and I think Commanders fans can maybe relate to that feeling with Dan Snyder being at the helm, and lo and behold, he is gone. Right? He sells the team. All of the toxicity that's surrounding this, you know, you know, it's it's such a sad franchise. I just really hope that this year, like, you know, last year they they weren't terrible, right? Like they've got weapons. You know, scary Terry McLaurin's going to do his thing. Um, their running back situation, obviously, the the kid that got shot in the leg, like that sucked. Yeah. Um, but he looked really good when he came back, right? Yes. So I mean, they've got they have some young weapons. The defense. Um, you know, I, I don't really know too much about their defense, to be honest, but I think in a weak NFC, you know, they're not going to have to do anything crazy. Um, and look, like, I, I don't know. I just, I, I have a feeling that maybe there could be a sneaky team in this division. Um, and I, I think the Giants are, you know, in terms of, you know, Daniel Jones and Saquon and all of that, like, I think they're in a spot where it just doesn't really seem like they've, they've like, you know, added any crazy names or like try to do anything. It just kind of seems like they're trying to like stay afloat with the Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley contract situation. Um, And maybe Isaac can inform me if they've done anything else, but that's what I am looking at from the outside in. Um, So I, I have the the giants in third and 
I don't know. I just <laughs> the, the poor Cowboys, man. I mean, the Dak Cowboys, does not look great. So no, he doesn't. And now they've added the other like I think the worst possible thing you could do as the Cowboys. Like we could talk you know on and on about how bad the 49ers trade up for Trey Lance was. But like what are they thinking bringing in a guy like Trey Lance like as soon as Dak looks bad, it's going to be like a Tim Tebow Jacksonville like situation where the fans are going to be chanting, you know, Trey Lance, Trey Lance and you, you know, John Mike you're right, Zeke's gone, Dalton Schultz is gone. Um, so I don't know, man, and I don't want to be a Stephen A here on this podcast, but it would be hilarious if the Cowboys, you know, ended up in last. I don't know if it'll happen. I think you know, kind of the separation between the top team and the other three is pretty significant unless, you know, something crazy happens. But I'll take uh, Eagles first, Commanders second, uh, Giants third, and Cowboys fourth. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, so I – so, yes, I agree with you guys. The Eagles, by far and away, are the favorite in this division uh, until proven otherwise they should be. They had a great year last year. They didn't play a bunch of great teams, but you can't control your schedule, right? Uh, and even when they did play good, like good teams, they looked good. Um, <clears throat> so it, it will be interesting to see another year with Jalen hurt, like tape on Jalen hurts, uh, a tougher schedule. You know, we kind of talked about it, uh, I think a month or so ago when we went over the schedule release, like there is a bulk of their season where, you know, you could look it up and if the ball falls the wrong way, you're looking at three, four or five losses in a row. And it kind of opens up the division. I don't really see that happening, but you know, anything's possible in the NFL, uh, so I have them finishing first in second, Dan, to your point, I mean, I'm not going to change what I had. I had the camp, I had the commanders finishing second. Um, you know, I think the addition of Eric, the to that offense kind of makes them look, will help the offense be better. And they haven't been bad defensively. Um, and you know, even JM, you said it like a team that could be, that was competitive, you know, they never really looked terrible last year. And so you know, I think adding a couple pieces, you know, there's going to be surprises. And I think they're one of the teams that come out and look just like a completely different team. Now it does kind of rest on Sam Powell and how he looks, uh, you know, you need a competent quarterback to kind of run your team, but uh, I kind of like the way their schedule looks and uh, you know, I have them finishing second in third, I have the Cowboys, you know, I think they still have a good roster. Dak has not looked great. The Trey Lance trade is interesting, you know, the, the 49ers really whiffed on that, you know, three first rounders uh, to Miami and then, you know, trading him for a fourth round pick is crazy. Um, to your point, Dan, I mean, yeah, if Dak looks bad, you know, they're, they're definitely going to want Trey Lance in there. Uh, and, you know, maybe the kid deserves a chance. Like really, he was never really set up for success in the 49ers in the sense of he got there his first year uh and sat right and then the second year he was the starter and broke his leg and now he's the third year and he got traded and so like he never really was given the reins to run the team uh to its full potential and so you know i think he also didn't have a lot of tape coming out of college he didn't play a lot of college games and so there could be like he could be one of those late bloomers uh and dallas took the role on him and said here's a fourth round pick we're gonna see if maybe you know we can kind of reset the quarterback clock if Dak doesn't look good and have a young quarterback for the next three years because um, he's got two more and, and uh, an option for the fifth year that the team gets to decide on. Uh, so that's, you know, it's, it's worth the gamble, I think for them um, because again, they kind of have some young talent on defense. They do have good receivers. They have, you know, Tony Pollard, I think is a good running back. We'll see how it is with him leading that team. And then in fourth, I have the giants. And I think it's just, I think they overpaid for Daniel Jones 
And then, and so they're just, it shoot it, like it shoots them in the foot. They don't really have receivers. Um, you know, uh, Brian Dable's a great coach. And so I think he gets the most out of Daniel Jones, but the most out of Daniel Jones last year was, hang on. I just had it up. Uh, whatever his stats were, I know they weren't great. Daniel Jones, 2022 stats was 15 touchdowns and five interceptions. Like that's the most a great offensive mind could get out of Daniel Jones last year. And so, you know, I just don't really see him taking much of a leap. You know, it it will kind of rest on Saquon and, you know, running backs that get a heavy load put on them. Unfortunately, like it doesn't always pan out. It hasn't really panned out for Saquon great. He has had a lot of injuries. I'm not going to assume he gets an injury, but you know, the workload he has just makes you wonder, like, can he do that for an entire season? Uh, and I'm not sure he can. Uh, and even if he can, you know, it's it's becoming a more pass-heavy league and you can't run the ball as much. And so I just don't really see the direction that team's in. I think giving Daniel Jones that big contract is only going to hurt them more than it's going to help them. Um, and I know there's the ties and, you know, he's like, people think he's similar to Eli and maybe he could, but he's not Eli Manning. He's no, nowhere near that. Um, and so I have them finishing last. So my, my order is Eagles, Commanders, Cowboys, Giants. Thoughts on any of our groups? Do we feel okay about it? I mean, I don't think you're giving the Giants enough respect, but that's just me. <laughs> and Isaac. Is it you or is it Isaac in the back? <laughs> uh, both. Isaac came downstairs stomping. Okay. With the f- okay, that's a little much. He- Daniel Jones is the top five quarterback. Get out of here. Hey, get out of here. This year. Oh, man. This year. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I don't think so, but anything's possible. All right. Yeah, just because he's so if we don't have anything on the mic, NFC. I said just because he's speaking huh? through my mic doesn't mean that I uh, endorse anything he's saying. No, I know, I know, I know. All right. Well, let's go ahead. Let's go to the fun, to the fun part. Uh, if we don't have anything more from the NFC East, let's go to the AFC East. Um, I mean, you guys, I'm sure know where I'm going to put teams. I think um, I'm really interested in what you guys have. So if you want, I'll go first uh, and give you an explanation. Unless one of you really wants to go first. No, Nick, you go first. Let me go hear. Let me hear what okay. you have to say. Okay. Fourth place. I'm going to start at the bottom and work my way up. Fourth place, I have the New England Patriots. I think they have the worst quarterback in the division. Uh, you know, their defense is okay. They really can't draft offensive weapons. Uh, they're going to win games because Bill Belichick's a great coach and can outcoach a lot of coaches in this league. Um, but I think the lack of talent is really going to hurt them. I think, you know, I could see them going 1-5 in five or 0-6 in, in their divisional games this year just because of how good the rest of these teams are. Um you know, we'll see the weather, you know, kind of plays a factor, but you know, even the games against Miami and stuff are, it kind of works against them where they play Miami early at home and then they play down in Miami late in the season. Um, and so, you know, we'll, we'll kind of talk about that, but new England, I have finishing last in third, I have the jets solely because their opening six, seven weeks are, are so difficult. And I think for a team that's young, that's trying to mesh, having you you would like a couple of cupcakes first and instead the nfl said no well if you guys are going to be good we're going to put primetime game after primetime game and just like we saw with the with the broncos last year i think we're going to see a team that has high expectations and is going to severely underperform in them um you know i think that broncos game maybe gets a little bit easier 
uh, but they have a lot of big games to start the year. Uh, and so I kind of see them starting the year, you know, one in five, two and four, not great uh, going into their bye, and they're going to have to figure things out. And I don't know, it might be too, too many losses in this division uh, to start the year to, to kind of get back into the running. Could they make the playoffs? Absolutely. I think this is one of the divisions where three teams could absolutely make the, the playoffs. Uh, I think the Jets, the Bills, and the Dolphins all have great rosters, all have great teams, all have great weapons. Uh, and so you really can have them finishing in any, in different spots. Um, but I just think the way that the Jets schedule lined up, it really hurts them. And I'm not a big believer in Aaron Rodgers. I think his best years are behind him. You know, can he mesh with these young players? Well, maybe, but even Randall Cobb said, like, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't like you, you're not getting the ball. Or if you're not meshing well, you're not getting the ball. And I think that's a, that's a terrible thing to be saying around young guys where it's like, Oh man, does Aaron like me? If he doesn't, I'm not going to get the ball. And if they don't see the ball, they're going to think, Oh, Aaron doesn't like me. And so it's just going to create division in the locker room. Uh, And so I don't, I don't see them kind of putting things together. I have them finishing in third. Now here's the interesting part. I think because of the way that of, of the issues the bills have had this year so far before the season's even started, um, and the regression we saw in Josh Allen becoming more mistake heavy, like making more, throwing more interceptions, turning the ball over more. Uh, I have them finishing second in this division. Now, I think it's going to be close. I think it'll come down to a game or two between the Dolphins and Bills. Um, but I just think after what we saw last year, now he's going to be two years removed from Brian Dable, and he's going to continue to kind of make those mistakes that he made before Brian Dable. Um, I just don't know if they can overcome it and they haven't really done much to improve their team from what I've seen. Um, and so I, I think it also doesn't help again, the way the schedule works, it really favors the dolphins. If I'm being honest, the dolphins get, and so I have the dolphins finishing first in this division, the dolphins get their longest road trip out of the, out of the way week one, they get the bills and the, and the Patriots early in the year. So they don't have to even deal with the weather. I think they get a pretty long homestand in the middle of the season. And so I think a lot in a lot of ways, the Dolphins schedule works out for them. It is going to hinge on Tua's health. Again, I'm not going to make a prediction that the guy's going to get hurt. Honestly, even if he does get hurt, Mike White is competent enough to, to get things done on this team. Now, I don't think we can necessarily win the division or even, you know, make a deep playoff run. Like I'm kind of hoping for if Tua were to get hope were to get hurt. Um, but I think the team would definitely be good. And there's even reports the Dolphins could end up with Jonathan Taylor by the end of this week. And so, you know, do they need another weapon on offense? No, but it wouldn't hurt to have another star running back on the on the field. And so, you know, I, I think this is the year for Miami. I'm a fan, so there's definitely some bias in that. But I think, too, when you look at the team, it really does hinge on Tua's health. And when he was healthy last year, the team looked great. Um, and so again, we'll see what happens with that. I'm interested to see what you guys have to have to say about it. You know, I understand if you don't have the dolphins first, again, part of it's my bias. Part of it is I truly believe with the way the roster looks and the way the team looks, um, when Tua was healthy last year, that, that this is a team that can compete to win this division and to possibly win a Super Bowl. Now, again, Patrick Mahomes is in the division. It, it'll all depend on what happens, but uh, I truly believe in this team. So with that, you guys say what you want, and I'm sure we'll have a good discussion. Joe, Mike, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? You can go first, Dan. I need to cool down. 
Cool okay. down. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. We'll get things started here. I guess we're going bottom to top. I also have the Patriots in last, which is really sad. I mean, I don't know. Like, as a team or as a fan of a team that's not the Patriots, it's like I don't really care because they've had their shine. It that's is right. what it is. Um, but, I mean, you look at, like, a, like the greatest coach of all time, right? Bill Belichick. Like, he's just kind of I – don't, I don't know. I feel like he's just – ruining the future of this franchise by um by playing favorites with like who the staff around him is right like the guys that he's who have gone off and tried to be head coaches elsewhere and then have come back like i don't like you look at matt patricia um the offensive coordinator whose name i can't remember whatever like it just it seems like it's just like they they won't rip the band-aid off and like yeah they're gonna have a great defense but mac jones isn't the guy i agree he's the worst quarterback in the division um and what is Bailey Zappi gonna step up? Like no, so I don't know. Like it, it's 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 sad. Um, just like you can't, you know, they just can't rip the bandaid off. And I don't know if this is the year. I don't know if Belichick retires halfway through the season. Doesn't look good. So they're in last in my book. Um, oof. Yeah, this is just hard in general. I don't know if like me listening to the Nick Dockweiler Kool Aid. Oh no. Um, <laughs> I I have the Bills in third. Whoa. Um, okay. I. I don't know. I just feel, I feel like the bills are in a situation where there's too much. And I don't want to say there's too much pressure on Josh Allen, um, but there's too much pressure on Sean McDermott. And I, I just feel like where like kind of their trajectory over the last three years just doesn't have them in a, in a spot. I don't know. I could be way off on this, but I, I have them in third. I just, Oh man, this is tough. Um, and I, I agree. I don't think they've really like added any crazy playmakers. Like you know, their defense is all like is good. Um, but I don't know. I just think I think Miami and I think the Jets rosters are both just a little bit flashier. Um, so prove me wrong, Buffalo. I got you in third. Um, I will put the Dolphins no, in second. Okay. <laughs> um, I. Again, I don't know if it's the Kool-Aid, the <laughs> what I've been hearing, but I mean they do have a roster, right? Like they have playmakers. Um and I'm not gonna sit here and say that I think two is gonna get through the entire year. Um, but like, you know, assuming that you know, because I, I don't know, like I want every play like every star quarterback to have like a full year to prove himself. And yeah. if he does, you know, I think the Dolphins have a good shot of of going deep and they better. Um I don't know. I mean, Nick, you were saying the same thing about Dalvin Cook. Like, oh, yeah, the Dolphins for sure are Dalvin Cook, and now it's Jonathan Taylor. I don't know. Um, That's fair. That's fair. So it's – do they need another weapon? Like, honestly, no. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not, and I, I think that puts them in, in a really interesting salary cap spot. And to be honest, I don't know if you want to bring in, like, Jonathan Taylor because he kind of seems like a basket case at this point. Um, and I don't know. So, oh, I, I didn't really look – too much into the schedules but i will talk about the schedule based off of um i have the jets in first and nick you said that the first seven games are really like are kind of a gauntlet i just want to read off like they play the bills week one definitely a tough game at dallas i don't know we just kind of said that dallas is like kind of like a mess right now and who knows like yeah it'll be a good game but i think that's a winnable game then they play the patriots um i think that's a win 
at home against the Chiefs. I mean, we could say it's a loss, but it's a good game. They have the Broncos. Um, that, that game's in Denver, win. though. That's the that's the really the big yeah. Thing. But I don't know. Like I to say that they're going to be one and six after seven games, I think is pretty ludicrous. Like I mean, they have the Giants sprinkled in there too. That that'll be a good game. They play the Eagles. Like they definitely have good games, but I don't. Like, I think the Cowboys game is winnable. They play the Patriots, they play the Broncos, and they play the Giants. Like, if they take care of business with the roster that they have, I think that's four wins there for them. Okay. Um, I I mean, let's just, like, they went 7-10 and 10 last year. They scored 296 points. The team that was in third, like, almost scored 100 more points than them, and they only lost one more game. To the to the Patriots, that might sound like crazy, but like it's it was no surprise that the offense was terrible last year. They didn't have a quarterback. I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers is like in his prime by any means, and I don't think making the comparison. Like I wanted to make the comparison earlier, like oh, it's kind of like Tom Brady going to Tampa, where I I think you kind of hit the nail on the head, Nick. Like Aaron isn't the type of quarterback where Tom is, where Tom's willing to spread it out. You know, we've seen him do that over the course of his career. It doesn't matter who it is. If you're open, he's going to give you the ball. Now, I don't, I don't know if I buy all the talk about how Aaron is. It's, there's no um, secret that he is like a character. And I wouldn't at all doubt that, you know, he's got his guys. Like we saw guys come to New York to play with Aaron who have yeah. played with him before. Um but man, you just look at their defense, like they have a roster and yeah, it's the jets. You know, you could say the same argument about the lions or the Jags or whoever, which I have, but I don't know. I just think that there's something about Aaron Rodgers in New York that makes me want to see the jets win the East. That would be awesome. That's fair. Um, but that's, that's kind of where I, where I have it. I would love to hear John Mike's take. Um, but I'll take jets first, uh, Dolphins second bills, third and the Patriots fourth. Yeah. Really quick before you go, Jam, I did say so the schedule thing for the for the Jets, I said uh, like a month ago, and that was a that was before the Broncos lost their top two receivers. And we kind of saw what Dak is kind of looking like. Now again, I, I take training camp and preseason with a grain of salt, uh, because that's where you're supposed to hash out any issues that you've had or any, you know, knock off the rust. Um, and then week one, it's kind of like, let's go. And so we'll see. I just think, you know, again, the Broncos have the same hype around them and they got put in all these primetime games and they were, I think, the, you know, a more mature team as far as the roster goes than the Jets are and couldn't really live up to it. And so I'm just not sure the Jets can do it. But JM, go ahead and go. Sorry. I just wanted to, to throw that out. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, really interesting division. Um, I agree. I think New England is uh, the fourth-place team in this division. I agree that Mac Jones is probably the worst quarterback in the division, Um, although he's still not bad. I mean, he led them to the playoffs as a rookie, so, I mean, I feel like we're dogging on Mac Jones, but, you know, I, I feel like, you know, he's not terrible. He'd be a great starter in San Francisco had they taken, you know, him over Trey Lance, so he fits that system a lot better. So I think it's just <laughs> system where he ends up, you know, that sort of thing. But yeah, New England, because of their skill players, uh, just because of their lack of offensive firepower, I'll put them uh, as fourth in the division. Um, so for these three teams, we have these three teams all ranked differently, I think. Um, I'll start with, so I'll rank them. 
first, second, third, I have Bills, Jets, and Dolphins. And here's the reason why I have those teams as they do. I think that the Bills are still the top team, the team to beat in this division. I mean, this time last year, we were talking about this team going to the Super Bowl. Like, expectations were Super Bowl or bust, right? And their roster has not changed a whole lot. Now, last year, they they had one of the craziest years probably any organization has ever had outside and really inside the lines of the football field. So, yeah, we all remember the DeMar Hamlin incident, right? And then they just didn't look like the same team after that. And, and they still beat the Dolphins in the playoffs, you know, that with a third-string quarterback and all. Uh, and then they lose to the Bengals, right, who were the better team. But at the same time, like, we missed some of the other things that happened last year. Like, they played two games in Detroit because they couldn't play at home. So there's just, like, constant fluctuation. They were always in the media. Um, these sky-high expectations. And honestly, I think that it's better for them when people are kind of dogging them and trashing them this year. Um, so I think the Bills are, are going to win the division. I think Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the division. Uh, they didn't get worse defensively. They didn't get worse offensively. Did they get significantly better? I don't think so, but they surely didn't get worse. So because of that, and because they have the best quarterback, I'm taking Buffalo to win the division until I can see one of these other teams dethrone them, which I haven't yet. Could it happen? Maybe, but I'm taking the Bills. Um, second in the division, I'm taking the Jets because I think they have the second best quarterback in the division now. And before you throw your hands up in the air, Nick, listen, you're saying Aaron Rodgers last year was not a good quarterback. Uh, he was still... No, I'm above- just saying he was worse than Tua. Okay. Yeah, maybe. But what I'm saying is the two years before that, Aaron Rodgers was the best player in the league. He was the NFL MVP two years in a row. Now he gets his was offense. He, was he really the best player, though? Okay, well, like, are I mean... We- I mean, Patrick Mahomes been the best, has been the best player in the league. Okay, sure. Well, he was top five. Can we say that? Top okay, five sure. out of sure. out of yes. out of over well over. It was multi, like thousands of players, right? So he was top five in the sure. league out of thousands of players. So yeah, two back to back years. He was still old. He was in his mid to upper thirties. Now this year he goes to the Jets. He has Nathaniel Hackett. Back is his offensive coordinator, who he loves. He's been on record saying it's one of his favorite coaches that he's ever played with. And so, yeah, I, I see him going back to what the old Aaron, and by old, I mean not that old, is two years ago, what he looked like. Um, and, and as far as like quarterbacks who have ever played the game, he has one of the best touchdown to interception ratio that there is. It's like almost four to one, which is crazy. So he doesn't really turn the ball over. The biggest question mark about the New York Jets is the offensive line. If the offensive line plays well, they're going to be a great team. If the offensive line does not play well and Aaron's running for his life, then they might not be a great team. Um, But that's something that they know and that's something that I anticipate them figuring out. 
And so for those reasons, and, and listen, the Jets last year, they went 7-10, and 10, okay? And they had a horrible quarterback room. I mean, their defense was great. And their defense got better this offseason. So, yeah, I, I think it's not far-fetched for me to put both the Bills and the Jets ahead of the Dolphins. And listen... The Dolphins looked good for stretches last year when Tua was healthy. But did they look better than the Bills? I don't think so. They Are you kidding me? They beat the Bills once. They almost beat the Bills besides a snowstorm in the second game. And then they almost beat the Bills the third time with a third-string quarterback. Okay, How listen, could you not? Okay, they, sorry. They, they lost to the Bills twice. And they barely beat the Bills. No, they beat the Bills home. once. Yeah, no, yeah, but they lost okay. to them twice. They played them okay. three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So they lost, they yes. lost to the Bills twice. And they twice. were as close as they could get. Oh, my gosh. But you could say as close as it could get, Miami Dolphins won the game. That game was super close. It came back down to the last minutes of the game in yeah, 95 but, but degrees to act like, in Miami. But to, act like, but to act like Miami's not close with this Bills team. They are close. They are and, close. These three teams are close, and I think that Miami is the worst of the three because I think they have the worst quarterback of the three. Oh, that's just so crazy to say to me. Why? Why is it? I just crazy don't know. Like we because we see players take like hit this hill and then drop, and we saw the drop last year in Aaron Rodgers, and so just to think that he goes to a new place and it's all of a sudden gonna make it better, but Nick, it just doesn't Nick, make sense to me to think that. Nick, your your view of drop is. Oh, his stats statistically dropped off. You don't look at anything around what's happening. You don't look okay. at any context of talking? any situation. He was Ever he was hurt. Really? He he was hurt. He had a broken thumb last year. He had a different offensive coordinator in a place that he didn't want to be anymore. So, yeah, I think that <laughs> totally affects Oh, not to mention he had two brand new rookie receivers who he's never played with before. Was part of that on Aaron? Yes. And that was his fault because he could have worked with them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. he didn't. He didn't really want to be there. And this year he's engaged. He's back to being Aaron Rodgers of a couple of years ago. And so to say, oh yeah, he's just going to be like the same guy he was last year is as crazy to me as you saying that, yeah, that's just wild to me. Yeah, but you think, but so Deshaun Watson took a year and a half off. And we we don't think he's going to be the same guy. And so Aaron is basically what you're saying. Took a year off from playing at a high level because he didn't Aaron Rodgers. Nick, and so Aaron now Rogers, he's just going to be able to turn it back on. Nick, Aaron Rodgers is a Super Bowl champ, a Super Bowl MVP, a four time league MVP, and a first ballot Hall of Fame. Sure, he won a Super Bowl yeah, ten plus years ago. It it's Nick, been a it, long time since he's even been in a Super Bowl. Okay, but. Okay, two of the last three NFL seasons, he's won NFL MVP. He still has a four sure. to one TD to interception ratio. Okay, but first off, that stat is inflated by Aaron Rodgers because rather than Aaron Rodgers try to convert third downs and and throw the ball into a tight spot, he throws the ball away. So Aaron Rodgers, if you look it up, leads the league in throwaways. And so yes, that's how he avoids what, throwing interceptions. He only throws the ball if he knows he can complete it because he knows that the stats matter. And so he oh, plays oh, into right, it, which is fine. 
He's like a so he's like a Russell here. Westbrook type where you look for the triple double, but he doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean you get winning play from the player. Okay, so Aaron Rodgers is just throwing the ball away because he cares about his stats, not because he's not being stupid and throwing the ball into traffic like Tua does. Maybe like his first pass of his last preseason like game. Like Tua does. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man. The fact that you guys, it's just so funny to see people take the preseason so seriously because it really is a time to work out the kinks. Okay, so then you should be well, making okay, mistakes. Nick, so, your sample, Nick, your sample size of Tua is like six good games he had last year. Okay. Am I wrong? Okay. It no, you're not. But it looked so good that you can't you can't look at it and say hey, that's if the he same was healthy, thing. The team would have that been is completely the same different. thing as me. That is the same thing as me saying Kenny. No, Pickett it's not. Because oh, it the is. Preseason, listen, listen. Okay. Well, preseason year, games don't matter, JM. So there's okay, no pressure the, to perform. What do you mean of, when you say the preseason games don't matter? They don't matter. The result does not matter. So well, you make your the throw. Result you make matter. the throw. You make the throw to a player. If it gets picked off, does it matter to the result of the game? No, because the game does not matter. Nick, the result right, of the, the game, game doesn't, doesn't matter. Okay, Nick. But it, yes, it, the Nick. result of the game does not matter. But it still goes into the fact, like, is your offense performing? Has anything changed over the offseason? Sure. Is your team clicking? Like, to say that it doesn't mean anything, like, yeah, if your record is 4 0 or 0 and 4 or whatever, it doesn't matter. But teams still look bad and teams still look good in the preseason. And it should, like, it does have a little bit of weight on where your team is at going into week also, one. There's no argument about also, that. Also, Nick, I do want to say, okay, that but- you're, Nick, listen, listen. Again, this is an example of you yep. not taking things in context because literally these guys are professional athletes doing literally they are the best of the best at what they do, whether they're first string, second string, third string or not. And they're playing their butts off trying to make a team. A lot of times sure. they're playing harder. And I'm not, and I'm, JM, I'm not saying that they're not good athletes. I never have said that and I'll never will say that. They're better athletes than me by a hundred thousand percent. Okay. What I'm trying to say though, is the, the pressure and the weight of the game is not on your shoulders in a preseason game. You can make the mistake and it's okay. So you can throw a ball with less pressure, less stress on the fact that, Oh, I need to put this in the right spot. And so you play a little bit looser. So you can look good in a preseason game and then come out week one. And now the nerves are in the stress is in the, the fact that if I throw this ball wrong and it gets picked off, it matters now because if we lose this game, we're 0-1. The preseason record doesn't matter. So all I'm trying to say is, yes, we can take take notes from preseason games. Sure, I'm okay with that. But to, to overhype the way a player has looked in a preseason or over a course of a preseason, I don't think necessarily matters because it doesn't necessarily matter have the same weight that week one will. I've told you, if Kenny Pickett comes out week one and looks as good as he's looked in the preseason, yeah, the Steelers are going to be scary to play against. I'll admit it, especially because your week one game is against the 49ers who have a good defense, okay? But I just don't know if that's what's going to happen, and I don't really take into account these preseason games because even if there are a couple of first stringers in, there's plenty of teams where your first string isn't playing. So for example, Jalen Waddle hasn't played this preseason. Do I think that's going to hurt the the timing and the rhythm of the offense? No, because we saw how they looked in week one last year. And so I, I'm not concerned for the Dolphins 
where Tua throws a pick on the first play because he's trying to follow the script and do what they practiced, right? And so again, it's the time to make the mistake. But in week one, I don't think he would make that same throw, okay? Do you think that you might be uh, overhyping Tua from six games that he played last year where he played really well? Do you think that your sample size might probably. be a little bit too small? Yeah, probably, honestly. But okay. it looked so good. And the fact, and again, I saw how bad it looked the two years prior with an offense that wasn't built for Tua and a coach that didn't believe in him that the night and day difference was like, oh man, he's got someone who believes in him. He's got an offensive guy. He's got weapons around him. Like it's crazy to see what he can do when he's got the the tools needed. So yeah, I, I am excited. I mean, the team got better. So, and we have a better defensive guy. I don't know. I just think, I just think the other teams in the division have a harder setup or the fact that their team hasn't changed doesn't necessarily help them. So the bills keeping the same team for three years, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily always mean a good thing. Like you should be trying to improve and I don't know where they really improved. That's all. I just, I, I do take into account context though. I understand what you're saying about Aaron Rodgers. It's just, I don't, I think he's kind of peaked and I think we're just seeing, we're going to see the decline this year. I guess we will see. Yeah. Time will it tell. Could be. <laughs> Time will tell. Time will tell. <laughs> All right. Anything else on this? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. I mean, look, we're two weeks out from the NFL starting. Next week, we'll we'll make some pickums for week one. Talk about some highlight games. Uh I'm sure it'll be good. Thursday, we're going to talk college football week one. So that's exciting. Got some good games uh, for week one. So it's exciting. Football is back and we're excited for it. Football's back this week. We I know. Had, there were I a mean, couple of games this week, but our, most, of the, most of the big ones are, are next week, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the big like the biggest game this week was Notre Dame and uh, Navy yeah. and Notre Dame easily covered a 21 point spread. So yeah, that was in Ireland. So I guess that was kind of cool. I didn't know that. That is pretty cool. Yeah. All right. We're all friends. We're all friends. Football's, we football's love each other. here. Football's yeah. here. It's going to be great. <laughs> right, Jam. Right. I can't, wait to, I can't wait to root against the dolphins this year. <laughs> uh, look, man, week one is going to be, I, you know, we both have different perfect week ones. Uh, and it'll be really funny. It'll be really fun to see how it, how it turns out. So, yeah. All right. Yep. Well, with that, that brings us, we've done all of our teams in the, in the East, South, Northwest, AFC, NFC. It's going to be a good year. Let's go. I have them all written all right. down so that we can cover it as Perfect. the year goes on. Oh, oh, can I make my, can I make my adjustment now before this episode ends? You better. Okay, my adjustment is the fact that the Broncos have no receivers, I'm going to slide them down to third in their division, and I'm going to move the Chargers up to second. So I have the Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. What did I have, John Mike? Did I have the Raiders? I think you had the Raiders second. second. (laughs) Did I have the Broncos in last? I I think you did. change our picks. You had no need to give up on the 
Broncos, but yes, well, you did I'm only doing it because I they lost receivers. I mean, injuries injuries make a difference. You do have them in last. Yeah, wh- whatever I have. Oh, great! I'm so smart. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you foresaw the injuries. Jam, are you moving them? You had them in third, right? Uh, I had them in, I think, third. Yes, the original third. Yeah, I had them in third. Okay, you're not going to change it from that? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Perfect. I just making sure. I don't know. I just wanted to give you guys the same opportunity. I don't know. The, the injuries concern me now that he they don't have two, their top two receivers, so... I just think a lot of those games turn into losses. So, all right. Should, yeah, that's, that should be your first T-shirt. Injuries don't matter until they do. All right. I, Molly, if you're listening to this, injuries don't matter until they do. <laughs> and Molly, you better be listening. She, I'm sure she is. We love you, Molly. You're the best. All right. With that, let's go oh, ahead and say bye. Wait, oh, okay. speaking of why, no I'm so sorry. What? No, no, no you're no. good. I, I, have to, I have to give a shout out to my wife. I meant to say it on the last uh, episode, but we were talking about the AFC North and all by herself, she named all four AFC North teams with the cities and the mascots. Nice. So, wow. That's awesome. Shout out to Nicole. Good job, Good Nikki. Good job, Nicole. Good job, Nikki. <laughs> oh, yes. man. All Very right. Proud. John Mike, any shout out for you? No shouts out. Let's go Steelers. No, no, <laughs> no. All right. Let's just end it then. Say bye, guys. Say bye. Bye. Bye.